Good day, friends. Welcome to the Daily Bread Scripture Readings and Devotional Thoughts brought to you by St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center. Today is March 27th, and we are going to look at the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 1. I am Ray Kozak. Thanks for taking a moment in your lunch break or whenever you swing by to read along. Uh, we call this Daily Bread because we need God's Word every day. Um, not only do we need our the food, the literal daily bread. We need the scripture, God's word speaking to us. We don't have a God who is silent, right? We have a God who speaks and who loves us. So today we're going to be looking at uh, Mark 14, which is the uh, chapter of uh, the the last days of Jesus, right? We have, uh, think for a moment about the gospel of Mark and other gospels. Like so much of it is centered on the last week. Um, the end of chapter 10, like that's the end of Jesus's ministry and then chapter 11 he comes into Jerusalem and, and so on and he's spending the week in the temple teaching and now he's going to be teaching his disciples uh, during the Last Supper and then going to prayer so let's take a look at um, at, at this word um, Mark 14 thank you Lord Jesus that you bring your word to us and uh, and you reveal yourself by speaking to us open it to us today uh, so we're not going to read all of this because it is a bit long and some of this was from Saturday and Sunday's reading. I just want to point out just a couple things before we get to our main, re main reading in, in verse 32. Um, from, from the first couple of verses here, uh, they're looking for Jesus, a way to betray him. And Jesus goes to, just right outside over the ridge to the town of Bethany. And he's in the house of Simon the leper. And we, we have the story of, of the, the beautiful woman who broke the the alabaster uh, alabaster flask of ointment and and anointed it covered it with Jesus's his feet um, anointed his feet with her hair and and um, just want to point out the one verse that's beautiful for you to think about is that um, verse 8 she has done what she could she has anointed my body beforehand for burial and truly I say to you wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world what she has done will be told in memory of her what a beautiful thing that she did. And Jesus Jesus is a prophet. If, um, obviously, we, we believe that. The things, Mark is really clear to show us that the things that he says uh, at this last part of um, the gospel, um, his word comes to pass. So in, in chapter 11, we see he, he says basically, go to the other, go, you know, go over there to the other town and, and get a donkey. It's tied to the colt. You know, it's going to be just so you'll, you'll find it there. And so they go and, and find it. And um, I got to pause one second. Hold on. Um, so they find it uh, just as so in chapter, um, in this chapter, we see. Sorry about that. Uh, technical difficulties here on the set. <laughs> uh, in chapter uh, 12 here or 14 here, we see that uh, Jesus is um, he says that he is about to be buried. She has anointed his body for burial. And then we'll see uh, in a little bit some other words that are, come to pass that uh, he wouldn't have just known by chance. Um, we see Judas wants to betray him and finds an opportunity. And then just to, the thing that's unusual, uh, he said, uh, it, you know, where should we celebrate the Passover? Verse 13 here says, he sent two of his disciples and said, go into the city and, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Uh, right? So there's this story of, this is unusual, for a man to be carrying a jar of water. 
that's usually uh, not a man's work. But Jesus knows that that man will be doing it and that man will take uh, the disciples to the house where there's the upper room. So kind of interesting. Um, also just want to point out here um, the institution of the Lord's Supper. You know, we, we celebrate this every week at our church and um, I just want to read this part. As they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. Now notice this is a lot like the feeding of the five, uh, the feeding of the four thousand, five thousand, and then the feeding of the four thousand. He he takes bread, he he blesses it. That is, he gives thanks to God. He broke it and gave it to them. Right then he says these astounding words that uh, cannot be taken symbolically. Take, this is my body. Now at this moment, it's literally not his body, um, but um, as we see in a moment, we'll just keep reading verse twenty-four. Uh, 23, he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So this word, this word is so important. The, the word uh, covenant, uh, it's the word for testament. And it's, uh, it's like a last will and testament. It goes into effect uh, when the person dies, right? So Jesus here says, my will uh, will go into effect when when I die. So here at this exact moment, this we could call the Last Supper. Um, it's the last before the, uh, well, just stop there. It's the Last Supper which Jesus has with his disciples. It is the Passover. Think about, um, so Jesus is here saying that in the future, when you eat of this meal, it will not be just bread and, and, and wine. It will be my body and my, my blood. Um, and what for? Um, he says in Matthew 26, uh, for the forgiveness of your sins. Um, it's a beautiful gift that he gives us. And um, just think about this with the Passover. The, the people who celebrated the Passover, what do they do with the lamb? Do you just sacrifice the lamb and then give thanks to God? you do give thanks to God, but you sacrifice the lamb and then you eat the lamb. You know, symbolic here, uh, foreshadowing of this. We, uh, we celebrate the Lord's Supper and we receive him in our, in our bodies, right? So I'm um, going to skip on ahead a little bit. Um, and then um, we have Jesus saying that, Peter, you will deny me. And then we have the prayer. So let's read this, this prayer. Um, they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, I apologize, um, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, yeah, not what I will, but what you will. Um, we would often think that Jesus' prayers would be answered. Here, the prayer is, Lord, if, you know, Father, Abba, like Daddy, my Daddy in heaven, if it is possible, remove this cup. But Jesus knows that it's not possible. He is just suffering through uh, the agony of what he's about to endure. The cup he will drink is, you can read lots of places in the Old Testament, it's the cup of God's wrath. And um, there's some places that say that uh, this cup needs to be drunk all the way to the last drop. And ironically, 
Uh, it is Jesus who drinks this cup, this cup of suffering, the cup of God's wrath, um, so that we do not have to. Uh, it is the this drinking of the cup, the suffering he's going to, going to go through, that is um, this the blood of the new covenant, as, as he says just up in the upper room a moment ago. And as he said in Mark 10, um, he says that uh, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So it is this, this, this is the only way, this drinking of the cup is the only way to ransom God's people, all people. It is the only way that uh, the people will be forgiven. And so, of course, Jesus as a man suffers with it, um, but he, uh, he resigns himself and trusts his Father, not what I will, but what you will, right? And obviously Jesus is the master, but what he goes, you know, he is the one who only he suffered for our sins. Uh, only he took the cross of God's wrath. Um, but we too have our crosses. And so we too uh, say to, to God, God, remove this cup of whatever, cancer, um, death, um, struggles, um, financial hardship, whatever it is, remove these cups from us. But then we are given the Holy Spirit and, and then we can say, yet yeah, not what I will, but what you will. All right, I'm gonna to skip to the end here, uh, just for the sake of time. Um, verse, uh, go down to verse 41. Three times he had to come and says, the third time and said, came and said to them, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. Literally, it's, he says, enough. Or it is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And I did leave out up here earlier when he, he told Peter that he would deny him. He did say this, verse 27, You will all fall away. For it's written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And that's a citation from, uh, I believe, it's Zechariah the prophet. And this is an interesting thing. It's, uh, it's not only that the sheep will be scattered, but he's also focusing here that God says, I will strike the shepherd. So there is a purpose for God's, um, the, the wrath that Jesus will take the, this su such injustice that he faces um, when he is betrayed. All right, so uh, let's just read this last part. Immediately while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away under guard. And when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. And they laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. We know, I believe, Gospel John, that this is Peter. Um, Peter here at this point um, tries to defend Jesus. But Jesus said to them in verse 48, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. Now isn't it interesting that Jesus so trusts the Father, so trusts the word of his Father, that all the scriptures uh, needed to be fulfilled. Here it's strike the shepherd and the sheep will flee. But it's the strike part, as I mentioned before. It's it's the drinking of the cup uh, down to the last drop, all these things. All right, going to end with the verse 51, which is only found here. A young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him, but he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. Why is this here? We have no idea, but some people think this must be Mark. 
Uh, we know that Mark or John Mark's mother lived in Jerusalem and so he was from here and likely he was a disciple uh, at a distance and um, maybe this is his story, right? How he also fled. Interesting too, the gospel ends most likely at chapter 16 verse 8 and it, it ends with the words, um, they, they were greatly afraid, um, they, they didn't know what to do and they, they said nothing to anyone. Um, which I think Mark has it in that way so that we're like, what? why didn't they say anyone to anyone? At least at that moment. We know they said uh, in times to come. And, and here we have maybe Mark who runs away uh, naked, um, but perhaps um, Mark includes this autobiography to say, look, there was a time when I was afraid, um, just as you who hear this story of Jesus might be afraid, but fear not. Um, God is with us, even in uh, this This suffering of Jesus is for a good purpose. All right, well, with all that, uh, we're going to sign off. Hope your day is blessed. Hope you, um, the words of Jesus, the story of Jesus reminds you that, uh, that he has borne the brunt of suffering, that your suffering is really a part of his, and that it will pass. Um, all right, well, the Lord be with you. Have a great day. Talk to you all later. Bye.